everyone and welcome to First Rank Fire. This is a podcast that gives me a chance to chat with some of the coolest people from around the 40k community. I'm your host Ben and in today's episode we'll be chatting with someone who seems to have one of the most fun lives that I see on my Instagram. <laughs> She's here, there and everywhere, seeing loads of cool people. It, it's, it looks like great fun. She's strong, funny, talented and has this incredible ability to sort of bring a, a model to life. So definitely someone I'm very jealous of. Uh, welcome to the show, Chloe, aka Lady Kane. I think that is quite possibly one of the nicest intros I have ever been given and I did not pay Ben for that so I really appreciate that um, and obviously thank you for having me on I've been really excited about this. Yeah no me too it's, it's great to have you on yeah it's a, it's a real pleasure so I'll get kicked straight into the questions I guess. Let's so, go for it. Yeah what what got you into Warhammer? Um, okay so it's probably kind of a very similar story that I think um, a lot of us as hobbyists have gone through where we kind of started when we were probably you know around that sort of like 12 or 13 age yeah um, you know you walk past your like local games workshop or whatever your sort of like equivalent hobby store is and you're just like immediately drawn to what was in the window and you're like what it what is that like yeah. you, you've never seen it you've never heard of it. Um, and I remember going past and it was basically when Tomb Kings were like the new fantasy army. Nice, yeah. And I'm a little bit like ancient Egyptian obsessed. Like I love that sort of thing. Um, like the mummy films were like yeah, some of my favorite as films. a kid. Probably shouldn't have been watching the original <laughs> mummy at like the age I was. But, you know, it was it's a it's a cult classic now. And uh, I just remember saying to like my dad, I was like, oh, can we just, can we please, can we please just go in? Like, I, I just want to see what this is. Because like from the window, you're like, you, you kind of get it. But mo- like most games workshop windows, like back in the day, they, they used to always like have quite small window space. Yeah. So you'd sort of be like, but what's actually like in there? Like and we went in and I basically left with what is the equivalent of like, I guess, like a battalion box, like the two things, oh, like the OG square boxes, if people yeah. remember those. You know, and then like you're getting started paint set that came with like the brush and things like that. And yeah, then I sort of just was like obsessed for probably a good few years at that, like, okay. and then college hit and yep. university hit. And suddenly, it's not that I ever thought that Warhammer wasn't cool, I always thought it was, but like <laughs> when you suddenly find out about like alcohol and partying <laughs> and you know yeah, going out yeah. with your mates suddenly you're like oh I'm gonna spend my money uh, on that instead of plastic toy soldiers <laughs> and I'm really sad because I I wish I still had that stuff I mean we're talking like the original bone giant in metal oh, and like nice. the screaming skull catapult and to this day I don't know where it really went I'm gonna imagine in one of my like parents tidying up it kind of found its way yeah. unfortunately probably to a bin <laughs> which is quite sad to think about now yeah but yeah that that was kind of like my what I call like my first start of, of Warhammer um but I guess the next stage was actually after I left uni and I was kind of like oh okay well now I have like loads of free time again what do I doing myself yeah. like I'm not living with like my mates we're not going out at the weekends <laughs> I don't have like 9am lectures to get to you know and I thought oh do you know what I wonder like what games workshops like at, at the moment yeah. like you know been out of it for a while and uh, again it was almost like the exact same thing happened exact same games workshop in my local town <laughs> I went in and, <laughs> and I left with like this massive like dark elves 
Warhammer fantasy like set and yeah. all the stuff again to get get started. And uh, here I am now, like oh, this is gonna make me feel old, like eight. And a bit years later, yeah, and um, yeah, that, that so they're they're like my two sort of like starting moments in Warhammer. Like had that real far back original one, and then like the restart when I came like back from uni. It's nice someone else that told someone else to play fantasy. So many people that I speak to, spoken to, they they talk about like dabbling in like Lord of the Rings or then Age of Sigmar yeah. and Forty K. I'm like, but fantasy was the coolest one because that's how I started. Fantasy so I am. Like, I love fantasy worlds. Like, they are probably my number one favorite over sci fi settings. Like, personally, like, again, like the Lord of the Rings films and stuff yeah. like that, adore them. So, for me, it was, it was, I was always drawn to fantasy because, as I say, like Tomb Kings, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the coolest thing since like a slice of bread. I'm <laughs> so excited. And then I've always loved elves. So, when I got back into it, I was like, oh, do you know what? Yeah, and I'm going to go for the, for the dark elves. I'm going to give that a go. And for the majority of the time I've been back in the hobby, more of that was actually spent playing Warhammer Fantasy and Age of Sigmar than it has been 40k. 40k okay. is actually quite recent for me. Um, but now it looks like that's, that's all I do. Yeah, that, that's, I feel like that tends to be how it is on Instagram because there seems to be so, there's such a big following for 40k over well, Age of Sigmar now. Yeah, I think like like a lot of things in life, it's kind of hard to balance having the time for both. Yeah. So I kind of feel like I go through these phases where it's like, okay, like I'm really, really playing this and I'm really, really into this. And then I'll be like, oh, okay, actually, no, uh, something's come out for that and that looks really awesome. Or like my friends might be playing something else. So I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll dabble back into that. And again, it's like they're like fully yeah. committed to that. So it's really hard. I like, I totally respect people that have time to play a more than one game system. Um, Unfortunately, as much as I would love that at the moment, it's just not possible. One, because my brain just can't store that much information yeah, yeah. all at the same time, and then just adult life, unfortunately. Yeah. So when you watch all these like YouTube channels where you've got like TT and Mini Wargame, people like that, and even like Vanguard now, like switching between the two, between Age of Sigmar and 40k now, because there are so many similarities. Yeah, I, do, I yeah. think I, I, I agree. It. I think now is like quite a different point from obviously other editions and they do now run a little bit more parallel people don't come for me i'm just saying <laughs> there are a lot more similarities now so maybe it might be a bit easier to be able to switch between them both and i i i think that's a good thing personally yeah i do as well i, I think it felt like so when i started playing 40k back in eight then it felt like they were sort of taking a lot of the good things that came out of asia sigma at the time and it feels like that again with like 10th now they're kind of going away from having all these different types of slots and just moving to like this battle line and there's kind of everything else. It feels, yeah, it feels like they're sort of cherry picking the good stuff from Age of Sigmar and pulling it in, which I, I quite enjoy. I think it's a really good thing. Yeah, 100%. And it, it, it's kind of about, obviously, like their their big selling point with what they're doing with 10th edition at the moment is, is that idea of streamlining yeah. the game. Because, I mean, I think we can all agree that it had kind of got to that point where there was a heck of a lot going on yeah. and you're kind of like, really struggling to remember even like your own armies like every single sort of rule or combination you know i think it's get got a bit confusing when armies basically kind of had the same rule but they've got yeah. like different names or there's like very minor like adjustment in the wordings and things like that so i'm really excited to see that kind of now all be back 
to sort of like that concept of universal special rules. So like yeah, yeah. if if your army can do it and another army can do it, they do it in the exact same way. So there's not like that sort of weird interaction where you're like, oh no, wait, hang on, can you just read that to me again? Because my one doesn't work like that, but yeah. you know, it sounds really similar. Yeah, it always felt like there was that kind of breaking rule, like one army would do it slightly differently, like, but that makes yeah, it slightly kind of better the rules. Usually. Yeah. Yeah, it's always like the, for me, I always play against my mate who plays Custodes. He's like, oh yeah, I can, I can do, uh, it's like the interrupt for like a command point or whatever it was. I'm like, what, that, you could just do what I can do, but better. Like, what? Which is unfortunately becomes, I think, a slight common theme. And I'll be interested to see whether that is kind of avoided now through, through this sort of option of actually saying, um, no, we're going to kind of have universal special rules and yeah. we're shrinking down the, like the army specific ones. Mm, so, yeah. you know, I think we've, we've all seen lately, obviously all the indexes are coming out on Warcom and stuff like that. So, you know, it's very interesting to see already. You're like, oh, wow, there's only like three pages and then you've got your, your, your units and things like that. So, it's it's definitely condensed. It's definitely streamlined. I guess the only thing now is to actually see it played out on yeah. the tabletop. So I always say it's like it's it's really difficult to judge anything like that by simply just reading it. I'm very much like a I like I have to like physically <laughs> physically yeah. do it. Like you know like I I can watch someone do it and I can read it, but the only way it kind of like sinks in is going to be for me like actually playing a game and seeing how those mechanics have been adapted and changed yeah but i'm I'm really looking forward to it i, I think oh, it's I definitely positive am. yeah yeah definitely yeah similar to you i thought sort of knife was definitely getting bloated and i so i came in at, at eighth and like very so just before i ate and i was kind of looking through the rules of seventh and i was like just building an army it was just just madness and then eighth came along and wiped the slate clean it was like oh okay i get it it's really easy so i'm hoping that 10th will do the same it'll kind of set the bar again and then we can build up from there so again everyone's on the same same level and then just build up armies in different ways yeah, i'm really looking forward to that i think it's definitely going to be a big enough change that it might sort of yeah every everybody's going to kind of like have that even playing field start where it's kind of like because they have made some big changes whereas like in previous editions the changes haven't always necessarily been that big so they've just yeah. been like you know tweaks and things like that it's hard, like, for me, I've only actually ever played Ninth Edition 40k, like, so that's how okay. limited my time kind of has been in actually playing it. Yeah. But I've had, like, a lot of my friends were playing, like, 8th Edition and 7th Edition, obviously, when I was playing things like Fantasy and Sigma. So, like, I, I was always, like, aware of it and always kind of yeah. knew, like, the bits and bobs that were going on. But my own personal experience of actually playing um, solely comes from Ninth, so... I'm excited to go through a new edition because yeah. I yeah. haven't done that yet for 40k. So um. yeah, but I think it felt like ninth was almost a like a an 8.5 almost. So well, I think the big mistake they made for ninth was not bringing out the codexes really soon and just like having them across. So like God, we're playing with their eighth eighth edition codex basically up until the end. It was yeah, yeah it was a bit of a bit of a strange. It's probably sell. one of the biggest issues I think is when we see new editions is the release of the codexes or the or the battle tones even for sigma yeah i obviously completely get it from a business standpoint it's all about you know time printing things like yeah. that um which is why i think 
the 10th, it's really cool to see the indexes. They're coming out for free and like you're going to have everything to go like get going. I know that codexes, I believe, are still obviously going to be a thing and they'll yeah, come along so, yeah. like eventually. But it's kind of nice that everybody will get to start 10th fresh. Like yeah. everybody's got their own index to get going. Whereas, yeah, you saw it in sort of that transition from 8th to 9th where you're like, some of these codexes are really old and they're not fitting necessarily or they're like maybe even slightly broken. But yeah. th there was always like a, a massive like difference between those armies. I'm not going to say that I'm not a little bit bitter about the fact that I just bought like the World Eaters Codex, you know, <laughs> yeah. at the start of the year. And now that's kind of like, but, you yeah. know, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> These <laughs> things happen. We should all be used to it by now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, very much so. Okay, so we talked a lot about different stuff there. So, but what what would you consider your sort of favorite hard part of the hobby to be? Would it be the, the playing, building, painting, or even like the social social aspects of it? I am going to go for the lamest answer here because I'm so bad at painting. But for me, it's everything. It is, it's all of those things make this hobby. And yeah. at different moments, each of those are like the enjoyable part. Like, like depending on like my mood, for example, yeah. or like, you know, just however like busy life is, there's always some part of this hobby that I can fit in. I might not yeah. always get to game regularly because obviously that's quite a big undertaking with time you know and stuff like that but you know i, I can always sit and paint for 10 minutes or yeah. i can always like quickly build a model or i can sit and read black library books you know and stuff like that so it's that is what i love about this hobby is there are so many elements of it that no matter what you can just enjoy it in any way that suits mm. you at that time and yeah, the the friends, the social side of it is probably been the most epic part of it because it's not something I kind of like expected when I started yeah. like my Instagram and, and things like that. And yeah, then obviously like the plague hit us and that was an interesting <laughs> couple of years. And I actually and like, you know, can now kind of say like some of my absolute best friends I've met through, you know, through the internet, through Instagram, through this yeah hobby so yeah so i guess if i had to give like something like a little extra push above everything else it it is the people like the people who are sort of like and the friends and, and whatnot are a pretty awesome part of all of this yeah i think you're right i think you're spot on it's one of the really amazing things about this hobby is having all those different aspects of it it means that if you end up burning out in in one the notorious burnout that everyone gets yeah, you can yeah. always end up going and doing another thing. Everyone gets fed up of painting. No matter how good you are at painting, everyone will get fed up of it. I have definitely nearly like thrown models out of windows, paintbrushes in pins, like yeah. at those moments where like when you're trying to like put a model together and it will just not like no matter how many times you like try and readjust it. And by <laughs> that point, you've just got like glue everywhere and you're just like, why do I do this? I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I definitely go through um, phases. Like I'll be super hyper focused on painting, or I'll be super like into getting games in and gaming loads and going to events, or then I'll build for ages, or you know, just I, I kind of am like that. I get very like <laughs> sort yeah. of like focused on certain things at certain times. But as I say, that's the great thing. There's sort of just all these parts that you can do that with. Like it's not just I'm trying to think of another hobby. I don't know, like 
cycling, for example. Yeah, it's a hard one, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Where, you know, that's that's it. You know, you cycle or you don't. There's no kind of... Someone's probably going to absolutely come for me about cycling now and tell me that there's all sorts of things, which there probably is. I've got a friend Um, who is a cycling coach, and yeah, he will definitely say that. But I I feel like... I'm sorry to the cycling (laughs) coach. I was really struggling to find another... But yeah, I, it does, I think it does lead into how casual you can be about it in Warhammer. Typically, to go into the depths you can do in Warhammer, you have to get really into it. Like, So he's a cycling coach, so he obviously builds a person bikes, he, he races competitively, but that is what he does, isn't it? It is his job. So, yeah. But you, you kind of, if you get a casual cyclist, yeah, they're not, they're going to buy a bike. And yeah, yeah, there we go. That's, that's, that's kind of, the, yeah, that was, thank you for saving me there. Then. That was exactly <laughs> what I meant. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Yeah, there's yeah, there's not there's not many hobbies out there certainly that a casual a casual player can do so many different things. Yeah, they just have so many like different areas that you know can be like almost like you can do it sort of like anywhere, anytime. If that makes sense yeah. with Warhammer, like you can be sat on the train reading Black Library books, listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> that you're yeah. you're hobbying. There we go. Like, yeah, do that. (laughs) Um, But that's what I mean. Like, it's just it's so versatile. There we go. Versatile. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For it today. Yeah. Okay. Pulling back to the the game again. We've right there. We talked about Age of Sigmar, Fantasy, 40k. I also know you you do some 30k stuff as well. Your Blood Angels, which are beautiful, by the way. Ah, thank you. What would you say your favourite system is out of all of those? You can say Fantasy because I know it's coming back as well, so that's fine. I think fantasy will always have like a really special place in my hobby heart because that is like the thing that got me really back into it and I adored my movement trays, I adored rank and file, <laughs> yeah. I loved how easy it was to just move my models across <laughs> the board. So I, yeah, I think it would be fantasy in, in that respect, 100% for that that nostalgia, that kind of just like sentiment that I have attached to it but I am really really enjoying 40k like I didn't think it would ever be the game system that I would enjoy I kind of avoided it for a while and was like very much no no I'm gonna stick with like fantasy and stick with Age of Sigma and it was it yeah it was during lockdown I decided I just kind of wanted to paint something different and I think it was Indomitus that was our last box, wasn't it, that came out? Yeah, um, yeah. And I picked uh, that up. Yeah. Well, yeah, technically before Leviathan. We're not counting that as being out of technically. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there was, because there was a... Sh- uh, I guess it was just the last big one. There was like the, sh- I mean, the was Shadow... Like the... God, what was it? With all the Phobos that came out as part of it. Oh, I know. But that wasn't a mean. true... It wasn't a true, like, mm. big box. Yeah, if, we, if we're going for, like, the... The, that that sort of big standalone kind of one that they do yeah so i decided to pick that up i was really into like flesh terrors i love flesh terrors still and i decided that i wanted to paint the marines up as flesh terrors and then i got on to death guard and okay. i just instantly loved the army i loved the way that it like played and the way the models look i think they're so quirky There's, yeah kind of just so much going on with them that I was just like these are so cool and like I think for me personally like their Terminator sculpts is probably some of like yeah, they are. my favourite Terminator sculpts yeah. just because of how like weird and wonderful they are and like the Death <laughs> Shroud are just so like they just look badass like yeah. you know what I mean like there's just something about it I'm like I just think they're really really cool 
and um they were actually have been my army all the way through like my oh, okay. ninth edition um sort of playing career i guess i don't know, <laughs> I don't know which how better way to word that but they yeah they're the only army that i've actually played with so okay I mean, the, the flesh terrors make sense now. I'm looking at your Instagram, and it's just sort of world eaters. There is a there is a theme there. I think there is a correlation there because like blood angels are also like my 30k army, and I adore blood angels in like the heresy setting and and equally in 40k setting. I just I think my issue was is I kind of was just like they're just marines, yeah, and they weren't like they weren't like exciting me to want to paint them. I think because yeah. they were just plain, yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then I just came across death guard and i was like yeah this is this is my yeah. vibe i like this this is cool yeah when they brought out the new death guard range it was it was so good yeah all look at those two minutes even like the pox walkers so much variation in the pox walkers it's, it's a really nice army and more tolerance and, and it helped that model. the codex came out and you know the terminators were really good <laughs> i was yeah. like i i can i can roll with this <laughs> <laughs> this is cool yeah. i've not seen the temp rules but i've heard they're getting a bit done over by the sounds of it yeah i if i'm perfectly honest i have actually kind of avoided reading a lot of the temp stuff at the moment because i feel like a lot of the time with this stuff you you're kind of like viewing it through a keyhole yeah yeah, because we don't actually have the whole yeah game yet if that makes sense like um, and this is what I was going back to, like how for me it's about actually playing it on the tabletop. Like I will actually need to see that and see how it works. And yeah. um, I don't always like to like instantly write things off and like, oh yeah, that's like trash, like, you know, sort of thing. And I, and I love my Death Guard. So if like I can find a way to make it work, I, I will try and find yeah. a way to make it work. If If they are unfortunate and they're not maybe that strong, like it is what it is. I'll probably still play with them a little bit, but equally, I'm also working on my world eaters at the moment, and I know that their rules are pretty okay. So, yeah, um, yeah so it's, it's interesting. It's always really difficult with this sort of thing because I, I have had, like, obviously, people message me about, like, Death Guard, because obviously, I think it came out yesterday. Yesterday, day before. Yeah. yeah, around, around about that time. And I was kind of like, oh, well, I've, I've only, like, briefly skimmed over it i am a bit gutted that the like disgustingly resilient mm, rule has basically yeah. been taken away which was kind of like i don't know for me that was what kind of made death guard yeah so death guard yeah, like it was a really that, yeah. cool idea um and now you have to spend two cp on it and i'm like it's kind of and i and i don't i've i can't say how it exactly works but i'm pretty sure it's like you only pick a unit or a couple of units yeah. or something like that so it's not yeah, you've kind of lost that as this like massive universal rule across your whole army that that fit with their fluff. I think that's yeah. the thing. Like it fit with their fluff. It wasn't to me overly broken. And I know people are going to be like, that, "That's because you're a Death Guard player." But <laughs> I'm like, compared to some other armies during Ninth Edition, I thought that was kind of like like yeah. a, a mid tier special rule. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I don't think it yeah. sort of broke anything. I mean, obviously, when you added the um, uh, what did they call it? Where you minus the AP for a while, that special rule that came in, and then they oh, uh, armor of contempt. That's it. Yeah, I mean, when you paired it with that, yeah. then it got a little bit silly. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but then they took it away, so it's fine. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I I just think I like to try and remain as open minded as possible until I can see it for myself and say actually, yay or nay, either way mm. for them. 
Yeah, it, it, it's a tough one at the moment, isn't it? Because obviously we've, we're looking at all the rules. So actually, there's no points come out at the point that we're recording this. And so I think everybody, I think you're right, everyone's looking through that drinking store. But I think they're looking at it from a point of view of like um, ninth edition. So I'm a yes. Chaos Knights player. And so everyone's looked at the new Tyrant rules. And actually, the Tyrant looks awesome for me. But then everyone goes, yeah, but for 660 points, it's still okay. And you're like, well, you don't yeah, know but you might actually, is. Yeah, he could yeah. be more, he could be less. But I mean, obviously, I guess the hope's going to be that he's less. Nobody wants their points to go up. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he'd be good for for six hundred odd points. He's, the the yeah. rules are really, really cool. And, and that's but, the thing. Yeah. Like, and you've pointed out, the points is the biggest thing right now. In, I completely agree with you. Until you kind of see points and the army building structure in correlation to those points, yeah, the rules kind of. Yeah, I saw someone say it on <laughs> Space Marine Facebook. Facebook something. I found somebody being positive on Facebook. It was incredible. But blimey, I know. I hope you so, screenshotted that for me. I should have done. They were. I can't remember what unit they were moaning about. Something was probably. Was so, I think it was something in Chaos Space Marines, and they were just moaning about this model. And he's, and he's like, "I'm not, not going to take it for, for at all intent." And this guy was like, "Yeah, but what happens if it's the one point the model? You all of a sudden they're not trash anymore." It. Well, that's the thing. All of a sudden they're not trash anymore. They're actually incredible points value. Like, well, until we know that, nobody's ever going to know. So, yeah, I think you're spot on. Huge, huge deal. Huge deal. Definitely, yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, based off that. Oh, how, do I, how do I word this? Because you play so many different things. What would you say your sort of favourite army is? And feel free to say different ones for different uh, game So systems. for Age of Sigmar, this will probably come as absolutely no surprise. It's Daughters of Cain. Oh, um, no. Who, who would have thought, who, Lady who'd, Cain? Who'd have thought? <laughs> who'd have thought? Um, so, yeah. So then they are technically my favourites at the moment. Uh, I say that because, obviously, I was a Dark Elf player and I am still holding out hope for Malekith and his Dark Elves to reappear at some point, or I should say Malarian. They renamed him, but it just doesn't sound as good. (laughs) Um, But, you know, trademarking and all that. (laughs) So, yeah, so, yeah, Daughters came. There's there's no kind of competition in the Age of Sigmar world (laughs) at the moment. 30k, again, that's nice and easy. Blood Angels, absolute favourite. Sanguinius is my guy. (laughs) We won't talk about the ending. (laughs) <laughs> we don't know the ending yet. It might. Well, I mean, nice. I'm still holding out hope. I I want to go with like one of those sh- like crazy theories that you know, not as all as it seems. But I don't want to say too much because I apologise for anyone that's reading them. So yes, yeah, um, I'll, I'll, I'll skirt <laughs> around the subject. Forty um, K is where it gets a bit like I guess there's two for me. It would be it would be Death Guard and it would be World Eaters. Um, those are probably my two favourites. I've dabbled with other armies and painting them, but those are the two that have managed to hold my attention yeah. long enough. I'm currently obviously like painting Angron, which is sort of the the biggest such model. A, such a good model. Yeah. So even though I like I've painted Marafi, I keep saying like he's the biggest model, but even though Marafi's like tall, she's like skinny. Does that make yeah. sense? <laughs> she's a snake. Yeah. <laughs> So, on like in terms of like model mass, um, Angron is like the the biggest model that I've painted, and it's it's been quite a a fun, challenging project, and mm. he's still nowhere near done. He is looking stunning already, though. Anybody that's listening, definitely go find Thank go find him on, on Instagram. Yeah, like, he's a yeah. wicked model in general. Not I'm, yeah. You know, um, so. Yeah, so that, that 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 was actually easier to say than I thought. Um, but yeah, it'd be those. Yeah, nice. 
yeah, that and we'll come back to that. That Angrani is like the skin tone that you got on him has been absolutely wonderful. It's been really, you know, it's been really, really nice to see that that build up over time. Uh, it's pro- I, I really like worry it's that I'm rare. spamming people and that people get really fed up with me. But I'm like, I don't often get like proud of the things that I've painted. Mm. I don't like whenever people are like, oh, that's really good, and I'm I'm like typical British person can't really take like a compliment. <laughs> yeah. Think that everything I do is like rubbish. Um, so like for Angron, it's like just a really cool thing to actually look at it myself and be like, I'm really proud of this yeah. and i'm really excited to paint him to get him finished like and to actually sort of like kind of show him off at the end and be like yeah this is what all those hours and all this spamming you guys on instagram has uh accumulated to and i'm really enjoying it because i feel like on instagram you tend to sometimes maybe you might get the odd one or two whip and stuff like that but actually to see something go from from kind of where you started all the way through. I hope, hopefully, you just keep going until you finish. Just keep spamming. So, like I said, I don't, I don't feel like you get that much of a, a process, and a lot of the time, it's really difficult to get the time frames that are associated with that. And then, yeah, I've really enjoyed seeing and grow and become the model that you, you're painting me through. And like, you've kind of like hit the nail on the head on something that I quite enjoy doing is sort of taking people along for the ride, I guess, yeah. in showing like the work in progress and you know sort of being like well you know yeah here it is in sprue gray and then here's each of the different parts i've worked on and it kind of then opens up the door that when people like want to ask you questions about it like you're doing it at those stages so it's kind of like fresh in your mind so people have obviously like asked about the skin and stuff like that and uh, it's always quite funny because i kind of have to turn around and go and i'm like i i wish i could kind of give you the recipe (laughs) but I really kind of made this up as I was going along. So I've got, I can tell you what paints I used. I just don't really have the, like some people are really good at being like, yeah, well I mix like this much Uh, of this much and this much of that much. And I'm like, just like slapping it on my wet palette, mixing it (laughs) and being like, yeah, that looks roughly about like what I had last time as I'm painting, you know, technically the same skin, but just a different area. Cause you know, just take breaks from it. Don't you? And I was like, Oh crap, it's dried up on my, wet palettes i haven't painted for x amount of time and i'm like oh, okay cool right well let's go again yeah it's skin it's gonna be different that's fine yeah well exactly and that was that's how i justified it in my head so <laughs> yeah he looks awesome so yeah awesome awesome girl yeah i mean this that may have just answered my next question but obviously if you go on your instagram there's you've painted tons and tons of different models you, you've obviously got a lot of love and sort of dedication towards it but have you got sort of one particular model that you've most enjoyed painting i think i would have to say that the eight bound that i painted uh which i actually did for golden demon uh this year for for warhammer fest it was the first time i really pushed myself with my painting as i say uh not very good at being told like oh your stuff's very nice <laughs> and things like that so like i always think it's kind of like trash and um but i thought like I've always avoided painting skin and things like that, but I really wanted to do world eaters. And obviously a majority of the models have a lot of skin on show. Um, So I thought, you know what, I'm going to do it and I'm going to find my way of painting skin and kind of trying to go for something a little bit different from kind of what I had been seeing and Mm -hmm. things like that. And the eight bound were just something that I really looked at and I went, wow, I kind of actually have improved 
like this is crazy yeah. like i don't ever kind of think that i have and you know and i don't want that to come across like big-headed or anything <laughs> like that it just genuinely was one of those moments where i was like oh okay so all these hours i spend painting have like paid <laughs> off like just a little bit like these actually look quite cool and it was the first time i'd ever really painted anything for a, a competition yeah. i suppose as well so um it was just a really interesting experience to go through that i mean again they did nearly um, end up in the bin quite a few times and uh, they were called all sorts of names uh, when things didn't go right so so yeah so they they were probably like the number one spot before obviously i started paying angon so he's kind of like edged yeah. them out of the way a little bit but i will give them the shout out because they were that piece that i was like yeah i'm gonna stick with world eaters and i'm gonna try and translate what i did on the eight bound um, if you've looked at them, is is kind of basically what I've done with Angram, mm. um, just kind of um, tweaking and improving things like the skin uh, yeah. recipe and the red armor. So yeah, I like it. It's a really good choice. Uh, again, beautiful, beautiful models. I, I'm surprised you didn't get the finalist bin. To be honest, was... uh, yeah, I I'm not gonna lie, it, it, <laughs> it hurt a little bit, but it is like the first golden demon I've ever entered, and the standards were just kind of, yeah. you know, obviously insane. But you know, there's always next year. There's always another another chance. Um, you know, maybe we'll see Angron in the yeah, Angron definitely. So definitely that, would be, that, that would be cool. Yeah, I think that's. I might try and go for, go for for the next Warhammer Fest. Definitely, I am a. I have a thing about Primarchs. I love them. I've got uh, Motari and I've got Magnus. I've got Gulliman. When I can finally get my hands on the lion, I'm getting the lion. Nice. Uh, yeah, I haven't got Angron yet, mainly because so, I am trying to stick to what He's I've actually got. my first Primarch. Oh, the, the Primarchs Believe are it or awesome. Not, massive Death Guard, obviously, fan. Um, I never bothered getting Motarium because I was quite competitively minded when building my yeah. list and, and, you know is an expensive model to sort of kind of yeah. just buy but yeah for some reason with angron i just immediately saw him and was like yeah i'm buying that <laughs> i don't have to care model. about the rules for some reason <laughs> i was just like yeah i'll get yeah. that one why not yeah he's stunning I, I think that's kind of what draw i like big models that's the thing i'm a chaos now player i love i love big centerpiece models and yeah mortarion was kind of the first is he the first big one did i get him before my nights i think i may have done he may have been the first big model that i got I loved. He was such a joy to paint. So there's yeah. so much, so much intricate detail that go up just because he's he's death guard. He's just got so much stuff here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, he was an absolute joy to paint. I do, I do want to paint him eventually. I do think he will be someone that I pick up kind of for that more painting project kind of minded mm. thing because I ha I have enjoyed painting Angron so much, but I didn't really know how I'd feel about painting big models because. I've never really kind of had to for many of the armies that I've played, yeah. um, you know, and as I say, with my Death Guard, my list was not, you know, geared that way. So I do think I've got probably the the itch to paint more big models <laughs> now because of Angron. Um, so I'm, I'm sure he might appear on my uh, Instagram at some point so, yeah. in the distant future. Yeah, I'd like to see what you can kind of do then, because I feel like you've, you've got a really good sort of thing. When you look at your sort of world, it is Angron, they... Your paint style, I think, would lead really well into to how Mortarion looks as a as a model. Yeah, yeah. I always like to try and put a little spin, like that sort of, you know. I guess Angron's skin is kind of the biggest thing because I was like, I, I love the red skin. Uh, don't get me wrong, uh, no shades of that. 
but I kind of felt like I, I just really wanted the skin to be different, but not so different that you couldn't kind of almost still see that like red yeah. hue to it, if that yeah. makes sense. Like in my head, that's kind of more what I always pictured rather than the sort of, you know, the, the glowing the yeah. glowing red. I was like, I always saw it as more like that bruised, purpley kind of red, like he's like his skin is straining against yeah, underneath nice. that kind of like mass of muscle and, and stuff like that. So that that's kind of the, the theory in my head behind the skin that I've given him. Yeah. Well, it's worked, that's for sure. So yeah, big models are the, the best, definitely are yeah. the most fun. Don't paint cables on nights if you ever go down that route. Don't, yeah, don't do it to yourself. For some reason nights yeah, they they intimidate me more than painting a Primark. So because a lot I think of big flat. It's, yeah, it's, it's a big pain. flat and then ca- loads of cables, and I'm just like, just feel like I would struggle with the flatness. Yeah, it's something that, so I mean, I, I think the new Chaos models that came out, that's what drew, drew me to Chaos. Originally, my knights were kind of a, a borderline sort of renegade, but yeah, the new Chaos knights, they, they break that up quite a lot, and so they've got things okay. that come out of it and, and stuff like that, so it made them a lot more interesting. Kind of follows that Death Guard vibe when I'm saying like normal marines were a bit yeah, like, yeah. For me, so I guess yeah, Chaos Knights would would definitely give more kind of do on them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think personally, I I think I prefer painting the big uh, greater demons, so even like the Primarch stuff like that, because I think I think just having that level of detail and yeah, I think they're just cool, cool models, just in general. And I shake too much. Maybe that's why I like big models because my hands just shake and it just makes me paint. Big areas rather than painting. Oh, panels. I'm totally with you on that. Like when I'm trying to paint like small models, and you're like trying to hold it, and your hand is just like, no, no, no. Yeah, it's eyes. It's There's like four dots where a pupil should be. Not gonna lie, I totally cheat and don't really paint eyes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I kind of go for that like like wash kind of effect. Yeah. Like, make just make it kind of like dark. Yeah, it's all hidden by shadow. You can't really tell. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or just go for something really different and just go for like demonic glowing eyes, yeah. and then it really doesn't. You know, they don't need pupils. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think Marmotorian's got pupils, even though he's got quite, quite big. Yeah, it's got relatively big eyes, but I'm, I think yeah. well, I went for like the white cataracty type eye. Exactly, drawing. milky white eye. It's fine. Yeah, it's a vibe. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, I think we've spent enough time on Warhammer as a game and stuff like that, and we'll sort of move on to. More of the community side, uh, yeah, of content course. creation, that that side of stuff. So you've had your your Instagram for about three and a half, four years now. What sort of made you start it and then carry it on? Because you must have kicked off fairly either just before COVID or into COVID. So it was just before. Um, I was basically due to go to a lot of events in the year of twenty twenty, and I kind of wanted a way of keeping myself on track with my painting like you know sort of that kind of oh well if I'm posting it here I can kind of like incentive I suppose like to keep myself painting like because you know I know I've got these you know events coming up and that was it really I didn't know that there was such a kind of social media world to (laughs) Warhammer I didn't know that that was um, really a thing because um, a lot of my time in the hobby had been spent obviously like with my like mates that I live near and and stuff like that. So I'd never really considered that the idea that there would be such a large online community for it. So yeah, so I never really started it with sort of like 
any more intention than just kind of probably thinking like, oh, well, my mates will follow it and I'll just chuck up some photos of the stuff that I'm yeah painting as I'm counting down to like this event. And then obviously the world kind of massively changed for a little while. Yeah. And um, there was definitely that sort of surge to social media and, you know, the internet in general because... I mean, that's how you were socialising, yeah. really, weren't well, like, you know, You couldn't get out, like, so yeah. Yeah, so but that, that's kind of it. Like, it sounds really boring, I guess, when I say it like <laughs> that. Like, there was, no, there was no real thought behind it. I was just kind of sat there one day and I was like, oh, like, yeah, I'll make this page and I'll see what happens. And uh, here and we are. Like three and a half, four <laughs> years later and nearly 10,000 followers. Yeah, it's uh, been a bit crazy i <laughs> kind of never thought i'd get like 10 followers so the sort of yeah the thought that you know sort of like nearly hitting that 10k milestones a bit sort of mad i genuinely don't really know how i did it <laughs> if somebody was like to ask me i'd be like i don't know i just paint toy soldiers and play with toy soldiers <laughs> I don't I, know. ironically that is my next question is sort of what what advice would you give someone to try who are trying to do the same yeah, I mean, I'm probably like a really naff person to ask after that answer, <laughs> aren't I? Um, <laughs> just happy accidents. <laughs> no, 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 no. To be fair, like, I guess, like, one of my biggest bits of advice would be don't let it consume you. Social media is, like, equal parts, like, the best thing ever and also the worst thing <laughs> ever. Like, yeah. it is very much that. And... I think all of us, and I've definitely been through this phase and obviously COVID probably really sort of amplified that, of of being quite obsessed with it um, Mm. and being obsessed with the likes and being obsessed with your follow count and things like that. And it's only when you kind of let that go, I guess, that you start putting things out because you want to. Yeah, because that's what like I want to post that whip of Angron, and I'm not going to think about like ah, oh, like oh, but maybe I need I should be doing this, or maybe I should be following that trend or this trend. And yeah. like, don't get me wrong, that all has its place. It a hundred percent does. And I guess if you really are like gunning for that kind of thing, then you're going to want to follow the trends. But it, yeah. my advice would be at the end of the day, like this is still my hobby. This is still something that I'm supposed to be able to enjoy that I use to escape from yeah. like, you know, the world and, and working life and, and things like that. And I always wanted to be really careful about not making this necessarily like a job, like a second job, I guess. Mm. I so mean, I think would, would you, if you were sort of given the opportunity, would would you look to, to dive more into it? I mean it's a difficult question because it, it is it because like I think some ideal life. But... Some days, yes. Some days no. Um, if I was to be perfectly honest, for me it would be a massive like job security risk. Mm, yeah. I'm not like obviously I don't imagine Warhammer going anywhere for a very, very long time, but equally what is the shelf life of social media? What is the mm. shelf life of TikTok, Instagram, YouTube? Like what's gonna be the next thing? Am I always gonna to wanna to feel like I have to chase after yeah that kind of thing or do i kind of want to have my day job and then be able to just pick and choose stuff that i want to do like sitting here doing this podcast with you for example it's like 
that was a total choice. I mean, a very easy choice, admittedly. Of Thank course. you. So, like a total <laughs> yes. But, you know, for me, it's still a, that's a choice. Like I could have yeah. been like, oh, like I'm quite busy at the moment or like, you know, things like that. So I think, yeah, it's hard. If you could turn around and tell me, yep, you've got total job security. Like it's, it's always going to be, you're always going to be like making this much and like blah, 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 then potentially but the risk of doing something like that and knowing that you know you're basically self-employed and yeah. if you're not making content you are not making money yeah it's yeah i think i probably lean towards the no more than i lean towards the yes but simply i guess maybe more out of like my own nerves and anxiety about <laughs> relying on it yeah, but equally because I still just want this to be something that I actually enjoy, um, yeah. and don't have to associate that kind of work stress with. I guess, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, it, that's a it's a really difficult question, and you mm. could probably ask me tomorrow, and I'd have a really like <laughs> crap day at work, and I'd be like, yeah, I want to build toy soldiers <laughs> for a living, please. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it is so sort of like, you know, yeah. Okay, good question, but yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's sort of counter. It's a counter opinion. I don't even know what I'm saying. Um, so kind of what you said about you growing was it was once you'd let go of the idea of thinking about likes, about follow accounts and stuff like that. Whereas doing it as a job, I guess a lot of that you are chasing that because the higher the higher more likes you get, the more you get into the algorithm, the more money that you're all, making. Yeah, it all translates into pounds, dollars, you know, whatever currency you're working with is that is what that becomes, and I having seen the what it was like even just chasing that when it wasn't that mm. i couldn't imagine the mentality that it could potentially put you in i'm not saying that it does 100 percent, but it for me that's just sort of like simply the way i look at it like very much from a like protecting my own like mental health yeah. perspective so yeah i think but like if i if i had to yeah if i had to give people advice i say just really be yourself like be who you are and, and kind of be like unapologetically who you are post the things that you want to post like whatever game system it is whether it's a work in progress x amount of times or whether it's just finished models like it, it, it doesn't matter like you know change it just change it up i guess like do do whatever sort of makes you feel like yeah this is my instagram page and when people come on here they are going to get that sense of who I am as a hobbyist and you know even maybe like a little glimpse behind who you are as as a hobbyist yeah. like you know it's that whole sort of thing of like if you want to post a selfie you like post a damn selfie like who said that this was exclusively only going to be plastic yeah. toy soldiers like in <laughs> social media at the end of the day it's kind of in the title of what what it is it's social media you're going to want to show yourself you're going to want to socialize with people yeah. and but equally it's fine if you do want to re remain anonymous like go for it but nobody should be made to feel like they can't post what they want to post and mm. it can be really difficult to accept that and as i say like get over that kind of idea of feeling like you have to chase the next kind of like thing that's doing well because instagram's algorithm is you know at the end of the day it's a total mystery <laughs> like it is a total yeah. mystery i love i love the theories of like everybody trying to figure out the <laughs> algorithm and i've done it myself like you know and things like that but at the end of the day it's we're never going to actually know i mean unless we can all like get ourselves like a you know a person on the inside 
<laughs> we're, we're not going to know. So I think you just have to really, yeah, reach that point where it's posting it because it's what you want to post. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean the algorithm, I would imagine, is probably somewhat a moving beast anyway because it's, it's probably somewhat based off the idea of the fact that people like different things at different times. And so if you chase this idea of this is what people people want and that's what you base it on, well, the algorithm's, algorithm's probably going to change. It's the, the concept of a viral trend, isn't it? Yeah. You know, that, like, and we, we definitely see that with, obviously, the creation of TikTok and obviously yeah. the, boom that, the boom that that had over lockdown and creating viral sensations. I mean, we see that going back all the way to, like, again, showing my age, like Vine, when Vine yeah. existed and stuff like that, you know, we, we've always seen it. It's always been there. I just think some for some reason the Instagram algorithm has really become like the mortal yeah. enemy of social media users, <laughs> and it has changed. And you know, and I I don't disagree with people in, in that sense. Like having, you know, had it for the four years, I have definitely seen changes in, you know, how well a normal post used to do compared to like what it might do now, or yeah. you know that reels were like the thing that the that it was pushing for a while but now there's kind of this theory that reels are out and photos are back hmm. in and you're just like i don't, I don't know yeah. so do you know what just post a mixture of both cover cover it all Jobs are good do, do what you want and enjoy yeah, it. if you don't want to post things don't it's it's it's, it's yours that is yeah. the one thing to remember it is yours at the end of the day and as long as you're not doing any offensive stuff crack on completely agree so you've made some pretty cool friends through this hobby and yeah. anyone who goes on your Instagram can sort of see that. And How did you sort of find coming into what was, perhaps still is, traditionally a male hobby? I guess the follow on to that is have, over the four, three and a half, four years, have you found that it's changed on, I'll say on Instagram, but sort of across the hobby? So I always feel like my perspective is maybe not going to be what people expect to hear i genuinely have had kind of no issues being a female in the hobby you know i went into my local games workshop it was all guys in there obviously yeah and they were my good friends like in the end like do you know what i mean like they yeah. they probably seemed a little bit shocked at first yeah <laughs> yeah I, you know yeah, that's kind of the the standard sort of thing that happens but there was never I never felt like I didn't belong there I never felt like I couldn't be there if anything they made that effort to make me feel oh, welcome nice. and come into the store and sit and paint with them and they basically yeah. taught me how to play because I, I didn't know at the time you know this was all new to me both both times that I entered the hobby sort of thing so I never really yeah I never really had that that issue or got made to feel like I was any different um, just because of, you know, being a girl. And then equally stepping into the world of social media, I, I, again, I I kind of like count myself really lucky and and I definitely don't take it for granted for the fact that I have not been met with much issue. I have not really had that kind of like, negativity in terms of like my comment section or my dms or or anything like that i'm not saying that i haven't like had 
some bad experiences. I have, like, I, I've played at a tournament and, you know, I beat this guy and he literally just walked away from the table. Like, there was no handshake, there was nothing. And I was like, wow. you know, I don't know whether you would have behaved like that if you'd lost to a bloke. Um, yeah. But, you know, again, you're you know me as a person at that point is also kind of making an assumption he could have just been having a bad day yeah. but in that moment it did make me feel like is it because you just lost to a girl like is that yeah. is that the issue so yeah so like that you know that's just one one moment in time and you know there's there's been a couple but i don't think about them yeah um like they are yeah, kind of like I guess like non-events to me in that in that sense yeah okay they bother you at the time but um I mean if you ask my mom I've always been a very stubborn child and you tell me <laughs> that I can't do something I will probably do it so yeah. um, <laughs> I would probably have the exact same attitude and just kind of be like yeah whatever mate you say what you like I really don't care yeah <laughs> I'm just gonna crack on Should I carry on yeah 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 exactly um but you know I'm, I'm not trying to say that it doesn't exist because i know it very much unfortunately does exist and i have you know female hobbyist friends that you know some of the the stuff that i've seen them get sent and some of the things that get commented on their posts like they're they're vile they're horrific Mm. they're completely unnecessary like it kind of really saddens me that people feel that kind of insecure about themselves that you know the only way they feel good is to be that horrible to yeah. someone else who's simply just trying to paint a plastic <laughs> toy soldier yeah, in yeah. a made-up universe <laughs> like do you know what i mean like if yeah. somebody wants to have female space marines like what the heck does it matter like really come on like yeah. this whole thing is made up <laughs> like <laughs> this is not real yeah. i mean it's really really cool like yeah obviously and i love it but it's not real <laughs> so yeah. If you want to make something up to live in that world or whatever, like, why not? Like, it's, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. It really is just crazy to me, the idea of gatekeeping and, um, yeah, just also the idea of that sort of, like, sexist response to women being in wargaming in general. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy. crazy. I think it's got better. I okay. definitely think it's got better. You know, I definitely think there is a lot more positivity towards it even just in the sort of you know the few years that i've been on social media to actually kind of i guess see it from that mm. from that perspective because as i say before i was on social media i just played with my mates and i never really yeah. even thought about it so yeah so I, I i do count myself as being quite lucky in the in the experiences that i've had but i will always you know speak out about it and and defend and any female hobbyist that's getting kind of any sort of crap for it because there's just no need for it is there really like at the end of the day no definitely not i mean do you you've said that it's all you you think it's changing for the better do you think that's in part because of the sort of um the the popularity like you've got rage the warhammer girl silver kerry katie from tt or maxine or do, do you think that 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 sort of uh, generation I, I, of strong female hobbyists. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you could say that that doesn't doesn't play its part. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say like, you know, yeah, we'll we'll take all the credit for it, sort of thing. <laughs> but obviously, like, yeah, I mean, it, it's the same in 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 any in any world of sort of having 
like spokespersons, you know, having yeah. those visual, like visible people that are kind of showing you that, yeah, it's okay to be who you are and it's okay to like the things you like and, you know, paint things how you want to paint them, play the game how you want to play it, use your social media how you want to use it. Like, I do think that is massively important. And, you know, as someone that comes from being in like the LGBTQIAF, QIA plus community, um, you know, that is something that I'm obviously very much an advocate for is, is the idea yeah. that you should be able to be who you are and do that in 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 safety. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, the, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's sort of just that exact same vibe. And I do think that, yeah, having people that are very present is always going to be a, a good thing um, and always yeah. going to help a cause no matter what, you know, what it is. And yeah, I think, you know, having us lot kind of showing that, yeah, you can be a female hobbyist and you can play and you can play well and you can paint and you can paint well and you can, you know, you, you can be up there with the other creators yeah. and you are just as worthy of being in that position as, as anybody else. Yeah, absolutely echo that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't know whether or not it's a, a generation thing, but I, I feel like for a long time there probably wasn't that opportunity. Like you say, you, you went into a shop and you were, it was just basically all guys and stuff like that. And, and I guess with more social media coming in, you know, like Katie on TT is actually probably a really good example of the fact that there's somebody all of a sudden that's now present on screens for other people, be it, you could say, little girls, but it, it, anybody. It's, it's really, for anyone, isn't, isn't it? Yeah, yeah like. Yeah. I, completely agree with you though like yeah there is that definite element that for you know other young girls or even you know not even just young girls any female person you know that is is looking to get into the hobby there is someone for them to look at and go oh okay cool yeah that's someone that that's like yeah me, like that's I, doing, can, yeah, I, yeah, I can yeah i can do this yeah exactly and but you know equally yeah my thing would always be like i'd want to inspire anyone yeah to feel like welcome i think that's you know a massive thing that i always um hope that sort of kind of comes across in 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 my social media and you know if anyone has met me it's that you know anybody is welcome as long as you're not a dick terrible <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah pretty much rule like one. if you're not yeah, rule one of any yeah. game don't be a dick yeah, yeah exactly like don't be a dick and everything's good and you make incredible friends like you have because yeah like it's sort of the start you've got a really fun looking instagram you meet some really <laughs> cool people and do some really fun stuff in the in the hobby yeah it's um it's been a crazy ride as i say um it definitely was never why i started <laughs> my instagram and um i was at like uk games expo a couple of weeks ago and i had some real like pinch yourself kind of moments <laughs> so i'm not going to lie like you know hanging out with people like dave from mini wargaming and him being like i really wanted to meet you and like you're so oh, cool nice. and like i love your instagram and i'm literally there and i'm like do you know who you are you're like you're mini wargaming dave like i am nobody like what are you on about <laughs> but it was yeah it was a really cool moment like i I'm, i can't lie you know that was pretty pretty epic and yeah like obviously everybody else that was there like you know rage kerry everyone like you know we were really like good bunch we talk chat to each other a lot and stuff so like it's always a great time when you actually get to like 
you know meet your internet friends in the real world yeah, and remember yeah. oh yeah like we are we are we're people um <laughs> and like mr box from vanguard tactics like he's an absolute like just gem of a human being like, <laughs> I, I got so much time for steve and jake and that and the guys over at vanguard they're they're a really wicked bunch and yeah and then obviously you know meeting dave and stuff like that and kind of being like then being like do you want to paint some of our mm. stuff for us and i'm yeah. like me <laughs> you, you want to trust yeah. trust me to do that like are you sure like <laughs> i don't know um so yeah so like some some really really cool stuff has happened because of, of my instagram and i will be like forever grateful for sitting there that one random afternoon and being like yeah i'm gonna just post some pictures of my toy soldiers and yeah like i look at it now and i'm like this is kind of mad like you know I'm, you know on you know, first name chatting terms with some of these like giants in the hobby and i'm like i don't know like how this happened but this is very very cool and i'm super like grateful to all of them they're such awesome people um yeah so yeah it's been a crazy crazy time definitely. Yeah, definitely so to put you on the spot who who's the coolest person that you've spoken to or met been oh i don't i don't i don't think i could pick that no <laughs> no no that's a terrible question apart from henry cavill cause, oh uh, how have i i'm <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously, that was quite an epic moment um, for anybody that doesn't know. Casually playing a game at Warhammer World one weekend for uh, my mate's birthday and my other half, who, um, bless her, is just an absolute, like, champ. She does not Warhammer at all, but gets dragged <laughs> to dragged to all sorts of things Warhammer-related <laughs> with me. She was, at, <laughs> she was at the Games Expert as well. She was like, I'd... I'd gone outside with uh, some mates for a, for a vape and I was coming back in and she was like Henry Cavill's here and I was like shut up is he <laughs> don't be so ridiculous like but he, I think he'd been there like the month or like so before there'd been that yeah. first time round that he'd been there and I, so I was just like nah you're just trying to wind me up like whatever <laughs> and I remember like for anybody that's been to Warhammer World like I was walking up the stairs and when you walk up the stairs you go into the you sort of walk directly into the shop and uh, I looked to my left, and uh, yeah, there he was, like leaning against the tills. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> and um, yeah, with a little bit of a push, I was like, "Please, can I take a photo with you?" <laughs> Absolutely lovely guy. Yeah. Now it's yeah. pinned on your your Instagram. So there we go. Actually, do you know what? We yeah. can pick him because that's not going to cause any offence, really, yeah. to any of my friends. Yeah listening yeah. that will be like hey you didn't pick me well no i'm gonna pick emery cavill you know i think i think i'd let you off with that one though yeah i'd like to hope 33 so. I mean, million follower what's hilarious is that he, not that anybody's going to be able to see but i'm going to show ben right now he's actually my screensaver instead nice. of like in my other half <laughs> yeah that's like, that was how monumental that moment in the hobby was for me yeah i think my, my wife said that so she'll only really let me do this podcast with the aim of getting Henry Cavill on so that she can meet him. That's it. I think which is I fair. think that's pretty fair to, to be honest. And I think I think we're all kind of like <laughs> we're all on that thing, aren't we? Like, come on, please Henry, please, do some please. more yeah. please do some more Warhammer stuff. Because like obviously we had the big announcement and there's been those couple of times he's been at Warhammer World and things like that. So you're like Okay, well, where's like our next hit of Henry Cavill and Warhammer? Like, come on, yeah, <laughs> when you give us something on, on first rank by a podcast. Henry. Yeah, come exactly. On. This is the, the biggest Warhammer podcast out there. You just got to try and right? slide into his DMs. Like, just try your luck. 
Why not? I, have, I tagged him once. I think I put out a story being like, who does who do people want me to try and interview? And yeah, my wife was like, Henry Cavill. I'm like, right, fine, okay. So put it on there. I was like, at Henry Cavill, if you're up for it. Yeah, I didn't hear anything back, surprisingly enough. Funny that. But as they say, like, don't ask, don't get. So you got to try. you got to put it out there in the universe, and then you never know. Yeah, you know. yeah maybe one day I'll meet him and be like, yeah, let's do it. But Yeah, cash. Yeah. Josh, the uh, the war hipster, came up with an entire story about how I'm going to meet Henry Cavill casually in a cafe, and he's going to he's gonna come out. So I'm hoping that Josh is... There we go, the look, like, we're, it's, it's going into the universe... It's yeah. gonna happen. Like you're just gonna bump into him, and it's gonna be such a chill, chill conversation. And before you know it, he'll be your co-host. Do you know what? Oh, that would be, oh, that'd be incredible. Can you imagine? Every, literally everybody in the universe is like, yeah, I'm going on that podcast. Just I, at the point I'm there, I'm just gonna sit quietly in the corner and just let him talk to everybody and benefit from it. I mean, I'm sure he would probably just talk endlessly because from you know the vibe you get from him, he. He loves his Warhammer and he knows his lore, so... Yeah, he really does. He's, yeah, uh, yeah. an actual fan, like, not just, you know, yeah, trying to cash in a, on us. He's a, he's a geek like the rest of us. Okay, I think we talked enough about the sort of community side of things, and let's talk about you as a real person. Well, Warhammer's oh. not real, but as a real human being. Real um, Yeah, so uh, you've, you've got quite a few, a few of the hobbies you've talked about it before, and you're sort of like, you meet your painter... Bit, uh, meet a painter. That's why, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going crazy. Yeah, you'll meet meet a painter. Stuff. You talk about your other hobbies, so like gym, museums, video game stuff. How do you sort of find balancing them with with maintaining like your Instagram and your Warhammer hobby stuff? Uh, not like it's not easy uh, at all. And trying to find a balance, I feel, is the thing that I'm always trying to find. <laughs> um, as I sort of like touched on earlier, like with the different elements of of the hobby itself I get quite like hyper kind of like focused on things so and that kind of goes for the other hobbies as well and like yeah. what time and attention is going to them um the one that I try to be the most like consistent with is at, like the gym um and that's because not not only do I like obviously like enjoy going to the gym but just for like health mental health like it yeah. is a big part of like something that helps me stay on track so the gym gets probably just as much priority in terms of my okay. hobby planning time as, as as Warhammer does because yeah there's just a lot there's like a lot of benefits to it and then, then that helps like me then feel like yeah I can just sit there and paint for a few hours and yeah, yeah. like or anything like do you know what I mean like I'm, not that I'm yeah. saying that anybody should feel any guilt that's just me personally you know it just kind of yeah it just keeps me on an even even yeah. keel but yeah, I think like in terms of things like video games now, I definitely play a lot, 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 lot less than I used to, just simply because I do prefer Warhammer over yeah. over, over playing over playing video games. It's one every like probably once, twice a month maybe I turn on my okay. PlayStation and I'll play like something for a little bit and then I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, but I could be painting or building like that thing that I got the <laughs> yeah. other day or you know that sort of thing so it's not that i don't in and i definitely obviously played a lot more during lockdown but you know i guess when it came to coming out of lockdown and and yeah having sort of that sort of choice of okay well what am i actually going to now spend more time on because i'm also actually now going out and socializing in the real world and you know stuff like that so it's uh it's, it's never easy to balance everything i try my best but yeah there's definitely some weeks that I don't paint or 
build or do as much Warhammer mm. as I might do like the following week. So yeah, no, that's so, fair. I mean, if anyone's got like <laughs> yeah, exactly, and if if anybody's got the uh, you know the answer to how to balance it all, like hit me up, let me know. I'd want to solve travel. that mystery. Yeah, time time travel. I mean, you know, Harry Potter when Hermione's the got, time like, turner. Uh, that's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah, that's exactly what I need because <laughs> I just genuinely there's just some weeks where I'm like there is just. There's not enough hours, there's not enough days, and not enough weeks, not enough years to try sometimes to get everything done. But yeah, I think it's it's just important to kind of try, I guess, to be as balanced with them as you can be, but then just don't, or equally don't be, beat yourself up if you're not. It doesn't, yeah. yeah. The world won't end, I hope, promise. Fingers crossed, yeah, from a hobby, that's for sure. Yeah, you, you spoke about the gym quite a lot there, and I think anybody that would go on Instagram again, I think you could see the balance. The, there is a good balance there. That is traditionally isn't an argument or for that. So I'm going to get a tip from you now. What motivates you to keep going to that gym? So for me, it's because of some personal health struggles that okay. happened at the start of the year. Um, I was actually in hospital for like a week and stuff like that. So I guess it's a bit deep, but the thing for me is is really having to actually take care of myself and I would mm-hmm. didn't and I think like a lot of people during COVID and stuff I didn't necessarily do that yeah. very well and you know it it kind of uh came back to bite me a little bit uh, I had a flare-up of a, a condition and I had to have like a something called like a lumbar puncture which is okay. in short needle to the spine um to drain spinal fluid um and it kind of just went a bit wrong and I ended up in hospital for a week and it was just kind of one of those weird moments where I was like um if I don't do it now when am I gonna do it I guess like you know you have to kind of for me it was just that sort of moment of being like okay I kind of need to like actually look after myself (laughs) otherwise I'm not gonna be able to enjoy my hobbies and things like that so that's kind of like my big biggest driving factor is is it's it really is actually just kind of for my health it's not really because I want to look or be a certain way or anything like that. I just kind of need to just in general look after myself. Mm. Um, and it does actually really, really help my mental health as well, which I think is always a bonus. Um, it's kind of that time in the day where like, if I've had a particularly like shitty day at work or whatever, like I can just go to the gym for an hour and stick on my headphones or listen to some like, maybe some angry music or maybe I'll listen to Taylor Swift. Who knows? It depends on the personality. But by the time I've done like an hour workout or whatever, it's kind of like, yeah, I feel really like better now. Like whatever was irritating me or whatever had like upset me or whatever I was stressing about for that hour, hour and a half, it's just blocked out. It's just not a thing. And then I leave afterwards and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go home and sit and paint toy soldiers now and block the world out for, you know, another few hours. It's great. So I guess there's that similarity, like it's something that just allows me to kind of mute the world for a little bit, Mm, Yeah, which sometimes can be very nice when it can be quite an overwhelming place to be. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. And it means, I think you, Maxine may challenge this, but you you may be the strongest person I've interviewed. So that's, that's that. Like Maxine's Apparently, made some big gains recently. Yeah, yeah. I think um, if, if we were going to judge it maybe just on like deadlifts alone, maybe I might be a contender there, <laughs> chasing that 120 kg. Nice. Yeah, I'd, li- I'd like to try and hit like 140 by the end of the year. That's kind of like my 
own goal <laughs> I guess I've set myself I was like I'm gonna pick this random number and that's what I'm gonna go for um but yeah like it's a it's definitely a fun feeling feeling strong and, and doing deadlifts is kind of for me that like that yeah. the, the gym that I'm proper obsessed with everyone's got one yeah. yeah I don't squat I don't bench those <laughs> terrify me uh, I don't, I don't want to crush myself so I'll stick with a deadlift because it's easy to bail out of and if I can't pick it up I can't pick it up so it's kind of yeah, like there's yeah. no there's no risk to, of too much injury in that sense yeah yeah and that is yeah a lot of people would probably think I'm mad but I, I the gym can be really fun I do have a good time but there's equally some days where I'm like oh this is the last place I want to be <laughs> Yeah, but okay. to be fair, that's most days for me is I don't want to be at the gym. I need to start going again. And that's why I wanted to sit more than anything. It's kind of like, I, I guess, you know, ignoring the fact that, yeah, my main reason is, is probably a bit, a bit deeper than it needed to be. <laughs> it's about finding a way that working out is fun for you. And mm. that's not always necessarily the, the gym for everyone. Um, I know that at the moment, the the big thing in the Warhammer community seems to be rock climbing, you know? Yeah, That's, yeah really That does. seems to have yeah. really had, like, a, an explosion in popularity, but equally, like, a really fun, good way to work out. Like, there's so many different things you can do that don't necessarily have to be the gym because, mm. you know, I, like a lot of people, definitely have, like, gym anxiety and, mm -hmm. you know, I don't always feel 100% comfortable when I'm in the gym. Uh, definitely go through that feeling of, like, oh, I shouldn't, be here which is yeah. funny when we're talking about like warhammer and you know similarities yeah, in that yeah. kind of world but yeah i guess like don't think that it just has to be the gym because it really doesn't for for finding a way to kind of just you know look after yourself like mm. i mean walking is probably the best thing you can do so if it's sticking on a podcast sticking on an audiobook and going for like a 30 minute walk you're already like doing 100 percent more than you were Mm, yeah. and that's all that matters is like it's, it's doing that bit more than you were when it comes to like your fitness and stuff like that so yeah like don't feel like again you have to go to the gym and do some like crazy like rock <laughs> workout or something for it to be beneficial just go walk on that treadmill for like 15 minutes on a bit of an incline or just you know go use a couple of machines just move that a little bit more than you were and that's kind of how it builds up you know and then you get weirdly obsessed with it like me and be there all the time <laughs> yeah and if anybody is another i'm gonna do another try fit hammer is his instagram is crazy yeah there's some there's stuff. some good good motivators in the community i'm really good friends with ben mudge um, yeah so actually like sort of he's helped me a lot over the last few months with my fitness and training plans and stuff like that so again that's you know something that's always quite helpful when you feel like you don't have a clue what you're doing yeah. <laughs> which is yep. me most of the time and just in general <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah but there's the, yeah there's some and, and yeah steve box mr mr yeah. vanguard tactics yeah there's there's so many like really good sort of positive people fitness wise in the warhammer community and it's always really great to see and you know yeah i post it occasionally um when I'm excited about the gym, because again, it's it's my social media. This is what yeah. I mean. Like post post what you like. It might not be exactly what somebody's expecting to see, but you know, you never know. You might just it's, it's inspire someone else yeah. to to do it, or you know, it just kind of like gives, I guess, that sort of personal sort of like essence to your social media page. Like you're not just kind of saying, oh, well, this is all I'm going to post. Yeah, 
Yeah, for sure. I, mean, I, I guess there's loads of people that do just just kind of do memes and stuff like that. But I, I know that personally, I find a lot more connection when stuff like selfies on there or finding more out about people, which again is really well. It's why I have this section of the podcast is because I get to people talk to people who generally what you see is this is what I do in the hobby. But it's really nice to sort of find out about people like Maxine was actually a really great example of it because. She's got cricket. She's huge in cricket. She's been playing for it for a long, long time. And I, I hadn't really known that. I've been following Maxine for a little while. And it, it was never a thing that came up on her Instagram. So it was really cool to find that out about her. And it brought another connection. It was, it's always yeah, interesting, isn't it? Because, yeah, I mean, obviously, we all decide what we do and don't show on our social media. But as you, what you're touching on is like, yeah, there, there are, we are people behind it, yeah. though. And we have lives and, you know, definitely have elements that maybe we you know <laughs> don't share loads of or whatever and i think that's yeah that's possibly one of the the coolest things about doing like podcasts like this or you know youtube or you know whichever medium of sort of um social media it is where we get this chance to sit down and chat like with each other and you know just find out things and uh yeah i think it's really cool like it's it's just sort of makes it a lot more personal i guess in terms yeah. of connecting um with people and feeling like you can reach out and talk to people and you know i'd always want people to feel like they could yeah just send me a message and if they just want to have a chat or whatever like you know i'm quite quite like a open person in that sense yeah i think i, I feel like i've had more people message me about specific parts of like, the podcast about this section more than about warhammer yeah a lot of times like, oh, i had no idea they did this that's really cool because i do this and i'm so it gets like it gives me, you like that other connection, doesn't it? Like we're not connecting yeah. simply just over Warhammer. Like there's there's so many other things that we probably all share, sort of common interests. Rock climbing. In. Everyone does rock, rock climbing. climbing. I mean, yeah. I <laughs> was only speaking to Rach the other day and was like, I feel like I've got to try this rock climbing thing. I've got to figure <laughs> out like what, what what's going on here. I mean, to be fair, admittedly, it does look like a lot of fun. So I'll definitely give it a go. Um, I just imagine that I'm probably gonna fall off. <laughs> it's my hand-eye coordination is probably not the best but i'll give it a go yeah any, i mean there's big mats it's fine when you fall off yeah exactly yeah it'd be fine you just bounce yeah, a bit exactly so is there, is there any other sort of hobbies or things like that you you use to get away from the gym or warhammer because even those can get burned out i'm a big reader okay yeah. i love books reading is like my original escape from the world i guess which it probably is for a lot of people mm. um but yeah i got that from my mum my mum is like uh, i i always remember when i was younger like just I, when i think of my mum i think of her like she always had like a book she was already reading a book and she was big into like fantasy books and stuff like that yeah. and that's obviously where you know i've got that love for it from you know and my generation i guess and probably similar to you like it's the generation of like the harry potter books and i remember yeah. going and queuing outside shops <laughs> for them and i know there's some you know a bit of you know yeah but the you know that aside that person aside unfortunately yeah they were a big part of of i, I remember like always trying to have to read it as quickly as i could you want to go to school <laughs> yeah. and have it like ruined yeah. for you and yeah and then i've just always always had reading reading has always i've never kind of stopped or lost that even when mm. like i went to uni and and stuff like that it was kind of that one thing that one hobby that just just always stuck like i just always have a book 
you know it's yeah. just sort of i i hate kind of like leaving the house without one <laughs> and i'm also one of these weird people that i i am sort of just still physical books like i don't okay, have a kindle yeah. i don't have like an e-reader or anything like that i i really like an actual book and kind of yeah feeling that weird sense, about sense of achievement when you yeah. kind of like get to the end and you close it and you're like yeah what do i do now <laughs> um, oh yeah! To, at the end of every book, it's like yeah, oh, like oh, it's ended. What? what like I just next? finished um, Mortis in the Siege of Terror series, yep. and I remember closing it, and I was like, right, uh, get onto Amazon, I'll order the next one. <laughs> and I saw that it's not out in paperback yet, and it's like <laughs> end of August, and I was like, what? What am I gonna do? It's like one of those moments where you're just like, oh, I should not have read that as quickly, or I should have like been more aware of how many books had actually been released in paperback already. Yeah, yeah I I love reading, and I always like think it's just it, you can go so many places reading a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can escape so many different places and like so many different characters and fantasy worlds and stuff like that. So that's probably got, like a like, favorite book or series that you, you've particularly enjoyed uh, and probably one of the harder questions i've actually asked today <laughs> yeah um that is tricky do you know what the, the siege of terror books are phenomenal i, I really love the, the five that i've read <laughs> out of the many that exist but aren't <laughs> in paperback yet <laughs> harry potter again i would probably have to give a shout out for my og like childhood yeah. book series but yeah, I, I guess at the moment there's a fantasy series um, by an author called Sarah J. Mass um, called Throne of Glass, and I've probably there's about six books, and I've probably read them cover to cover about three times. Wow, all of them. And then she's yeah. got like various like offshoots mm. um, for the, for those worlds and stuff like that. So I probably would yeah have to go with those as my favorites at the moment. Okay. But again, I've just I, the issue is you know when you you're if, if you're a reader and, and people will get it, it's just that you've re- read you read so many and you love things for so many different reasons. It's yeah, just kind of hard. It's like I I would hate to have to be told, yeah, you can only have one book series. What are you gonna yeah, pick? You can have I'd one like, book series for the rest of ah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta read those on repeat. I'd be like, oh no, <laughs> oh yeah. no. But yeah, like, I I do love the the Black Library books as well. Um, the Heresy series I've read probably about fifteen twenty of those as well. So nice. done a good chunk of those, and then was yeah. like, oh, I'm just going to skip to the Siege of Terror now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just finished uh, today. I finished the Solar War. Is that the first one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I I don't get time to to read as much as you can probably see the bookshelf. I don't really get that much time to read. Um, having a two year old and doing the hobby and work again the balance of things something always kind of has to give doesn't it yeah audiobooks are my savior so i tend to listen to audiobooks so yeah there you go you still read i still count i still count it as reading i I, I think you're right though i do miss like physical books there's something nice about having a book i just i just really like that sort of just moment of like sense of accomplishment like i'm so easily like pleased of just like sort of watching your bookmark get further and further into the <laughs> yeah. book and then you're like i finished it um yeah and like i use this app called like goodreads and you can set yourself like a reading challenge for yeah. the year and i've set myself like 20 books because as much as i'm a massive reader i'm also dyslexic so it takes me a while to read yeah. books but i still try 
Um, yeah. So yeah, so stuff like that. It just it's the, the little things, isn't it? It's uh, kind yeah, of gets, keeps you going. But yeah, so, I think if I ever got told I could only have one hobby, I'd probably pick reading. reading. Mm. Yeah, that's, which might be a, a bit controversial a, after all of the stuff I've said about Warhammer. But that's true, um, yeah. I think it, they'd be very closely. T- They'd be very closely tied, but I think, yeah, it's just that idea that I've always had, re- like, I've always read books, like, every stage of my life, if that makes sense. Whereas, I guess, Warhammer slips a bit because it had a gap. Yeah. That's just how I would be like, I don't know. No, I, I I would probably echo you. I mean, it's it's one of those weird things with books because it's, it's another hobby that, again, it's, it's so broad in what you can read, what you can do, be it fiction or... Uh, fantasy or yeah, like the, so every genre, like there's just the genre is. I mean, it's kind of like just so many, isn't there? And of course, near infinite, isn't it? There's so yeah. much out there. It echoes what we were saying about why Warhammer is so appealing and in, in having so many different elements to it, and you get the same from that with reading because you can pick up anything. Like it can go range from like a cookbook to you know learning a foreign language to you know being in the middle of middle earth so you can kind of yeah. do you know what i mean like there's sort of kind of just this massive variety of things yeah actually that question now i'm trying to think of which books i would say but it's really I'm difficult sure. you really you mm. like out of all the things you've asked me i know i probably said earlier that it was a really tough question <laughs> but that is yeah it is that's that's difficult for someone who's like yeah a, an avid reader because you're kind of like but I don't know what book I'm going to read next, and that might yeah. suddenly like be my <laughs> new favorite yeah. book, you know, flavor of the month sort of thing. So yeah, I think oh, I don't know. have you read um, was it Mortal, Eng- Mortal Engines and the series that go after that? So about the moving cities, they tried yes. to turn it into a film. Yes, a while ago, a, a while ago, I think I read the. Uh, I don't know how many there are. I feel like I've only read one. And there's three or f- I think I've read three. So I think there's definitely three or four. But that, that, either that or the Aragon series, they were oh, they probably are two of my, epic. Two of my ones. Those, yeah. those are epic, and then the film was terrible. Well, ignore the, the I mean, the Mortal Engines film was okay. The I Aragon film was it. terrible. I can't comment on that one, but the Aragon film. Yeah, the Aragon film was not. Which was is not such it. a shame because I love dragons. Like dragons are so cool. Like yeah. again, that's why I love fantasy because it's got dragons. It's yeah. just automatically like a win. Um, so yeah so i was like i was definitely gutted i feel like i heard at one point though that they were remaking it or that there was potentially a tv show in the uh pipelines yeah, I, I heard they were talking about doing it as a, as a tv series which i think would much better suit the books than a, than a film i if think they it was can pull it off much. in the style of things like we've had like the witcher obviously which has been massively popular though that might be about to go down the plug yeah, hole who knows but we about that <laughs> But yeah, they can replicate. I mean, oh, oh the biggest thing, Game of Thrones. Oh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah, there you go. If they can, if they can go HBO level and actually give a good, good interpretation yeah. of it, then that'd be really cool. Because dragons. I think the problem with those that series is there's there's so many different points of view that sit in each book. That I feel like as a film, if you try and cram all that together, it's just not possible. Which book. is why Game of Thrones yeah. would never have worked as a film because it's very similar in that that you yeah. follow multiple characters across a very large like land yeah yeah map i'm very struggling for <laughs> words here in my defense it's 10 p.m so yeah. world it's a very big world <laughs> yeah there we go yeah perfect so yeah so i think it's very similar isn't it that you 
I could not imagine trying to watch Game of Thrones as a film. But then equally, like, Lord of the Rings are probably some of the best films ever and they were interpreted in books. Yeah. Managed to kind yeah. of pull off that, but I think they were probably a little bit more... Um, they they tend to sort of follow one group. Yeah, they, or, they, they or maybe definitely... maybe split two or... And yeah. it was not too much, whereas, like, yeah, Game of Thrones and Aragorn, you kind of, as you say, even reading them occasionally, you lose track of kind of where you are. And yeah. You're like, hang on a go. I haven't been with this character for like four or five <laughs> chapters. What was it they were doing last? And you're yeah. like combing back through the book yeah. to remind yourself. So, yeah. 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 Big reading nerd. Yes. Yeah. Books are books are amazing. Definitely. I've got one question left and I will leave you to oh, your piece. Oh, um, so, so I could chat like, you know, oh, I know. Obviously, you when you start doing things like podcasts, you're like, wow, people, we can really talk. Why don't you get us going? Yeah. I've, when I originally started making this, I'll come back to that question. Right? When I originally started making this, thinking about making this podcast, I was like, "Yeah, I can do like a half an hour, forty-five minute thing. There'll be like really specific questions." And I think I did the first episode with Quipster. I was on the phone for like two and a half hours with Alex, and I don't think there's been one that's been under an hour so far. Yeah, but. it's it's really difficult. Like it's like we were messaging, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm sure we'll go down like many tangents and <laughs> different yeah. like paths of conversation. You just can't help yourself." Because <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, and then there was like this, and then like that, and like we've already done it again now. And you're like, yeah, so I've got one more question. <laughs> like, yeah, and then what about this though? That's sort of like a complete tangent. You just can't help it. Um, yeah, but I will, I will allow you to ask the last question. I will try not yeah. to go down any <laughs> any kind of tangent for you. So this last question, I've had people find it really hard. I've had people find it really easy. So it's going to be good to see how you go with it. But if you could pick one person in the community. And they were the only person that you could play for the rest of time. And you could play different game styles with them, but they are the only person you could play. Who would it be? Is it really bad if I use the same answer as earlier because it means I can't offend anyone? And I'm going to say Henry Cavill. You know what? That's a great shout. Yeah, okay, yeah. I feel like I'm really dipping out of these questions that you're trying to ask me. And I'm like, I don't want to upset anyone. Don't want to upset anyone. Henry Cavill is the yeah, answer. Yeah, Henry Cavill, yeah. automatic answer. I feel like I can, I can, I can back that one up with the selfies. So I can be like, <laughs> "Yep, Henry Cavill." Um, uh, but it, that is a really, yeah, that's a really tough question because I've played lots yeah. of people and I've loved playing with them all for different reasons, and it would just kind of almost, I weirdly would probably give up playing if you told me I had to. Oh, okay. To play with only one because that's part of the yeah that's part of it isn't it we were going back earlier to like that social element like you know you go you go to events because you get to play with so many different people and you get you know things like that and then all your mates that you play with and yeah it just i feel like that would really kind of probably take away that like quite big element yeah, but yeah, you know would. i would i would struggle on with henry like i'm sure like you know i could <laughs> Shoulder that burden. Yeah, thank, thank you, Kerry. Yeah, it's, it's you really, know, really I'll take one for the community. Taking. Like, if, yeah. if somebody you know has to to volunteer, I will do the Katniss Everdeen moment and you know <laughs> yell like volunteer, and it'll be all great, and everybody, will, everyone oh. else can you know carry on playing with so many different people, <laughs> and I'll just be stuck with Henry. Yeah, what terrible. a life! That terrible, terrible life that would. It would be really yeah. hard. <laughs> no, I mean that's it's a perfectly valid answer. So 
I know, and I owe you for it because you (laughs) you gave me it earlier when I was like, how have I forgotten that that could be an option? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the the reason I asked that question is more for the the reasons why more than the person. Yeah. It's always nice to see why people would pick specifically and like i say some people find it really easy and they're just like yeah i'll just me and this person get on so well we're just like peas in a pod it would just be them and it makes perfect sense whereas yeah other people have found it a lot harder because similar to you played so many different people for yeah, so many different reasons I think if, if you've played so many people that i guess that's kind of where it does make it it tricky because you know when i'm thinking about that it's it's all those individual reasons because of all those individual people that i've played with and you know, like those are the reasons that I love playing because mm. you have all those epic moments and all those laughs and kind of like all those little like inside jokes and ridiculous like, oh, let's yeah. do this list or like, let's do this or that really like cool cinematic moment on the board where you're like, yeah, sod the role, like, let's just like have this <laughs> clash, let's go for it. So, yeah, I think it's, yeah, for me, it just, it's every, yeah, everyone, you're all great. If we didn't have Henry Cavill, it would be everybody. Yeah, if we didn't have Henry Cavill, then it's everyone. <laughs> but at the moment, we have Henry Cavill, so I'm just going to take that one for the team. Yeah. As we said. Yes. You know, yeah. Real, real champ real, moment there for me. Real team player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, really selfless act. <laughs> and that's it. That's my final question. I really appreciate all the sort of time you've had. And I'll shout now if, if anybody wants to find, find Chloe, you're over on Instagram at Lady Kane absolutely worth going to check out it's a really fun instagram you're nearly nearing that 10k so let's let's get you up thank that, you no i well-deserved like, 10k super appreciate you um wanting to have me on again i always find it like kind of weird that people <laughs> are like yeah want to have you come on my podcast or like you know stuff like that it's uh it's wild i don't really sort of kind of think of myself as like a content creator or anything like that i'm just yeah just another nerd who likes <laughs> painting and, and playing toy soldiers. So it's, uh, but it's always really fun um, getting to do stuff like this. So um, I really am thankful that you asked me to come on. It's been a really great evening and great That's getting right, to chat yeah. to you. And um, obviously, if you guys are listening, you're probably already following Ben anyway, which means you're doing like an awesome thing already because otherwise you'd be missing out. And if, if you are by chance listening to this and don't follow Ben, then, you know, come on now. First rank fire <laughs> over on Instagram. Hit the follow button, like, subscribe, I don't know. And I, all that other stuff. All, yeah, all but, that other yeah. stuff is that you're supposed to do. Yeah, I, I do my spiel at the end and it all comes out there. It's, it's all, yeah, it's always the same, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah really appreciate it. It's been, it's been great fun. And yeah, I hope everyone else that's been listening has enjoyed it as much as I have. And um, If you have, please uh, subscribe or leave a review. And like I said, feel free to get in touch. I absolutely love it. I'm sure there is as well, but yeah. Grab me on Instagram at First Rank Fire Podcast. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Chloe, and thank you all for listening. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.